Welcome once again, Bears fans, to Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. And I'm Chris, filling in for Jim. Chris is our special guest this week. Jim is busy uh, off in, I think, Austin first and then Tucson. He's uh, having some vacation time, so uh, I'm sure he's enjoying himself. So uh, Chris is uh, doing his first appearance. Um, He's our draft guru, and he's going to uh, talk a little bit about that today, and then uh, we'll have him on closer to the big date in April. But uh, first, we're going to start off a little bit with um, with uh, Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. Uh, obviously, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this just because it's been beat to death, but we just wanted to talk a little bit about it and... Uh, and uh, first, I, I just wanted to ask you, Chris, uh, you, you had a little bit of insight uh, on Caleb Williams. Um, talk about that. Oh, yeah. So part of it was just, you know, listening to some of the USC beat writers and, and players and all that, that it's like there's a lot of this stuff that gets blown out of proportion that it's like, OK, you know, the guy brought his offensive line to the Heisman ceremony to, you know, give them their props and respect. For that, and it, you know, the point got brought up too that it's like the guy's been the number one overall draft pick for two years in a row. Yeah. Had he been, I don't think he was eligible to come out last year. But it's like you know, you get that gives a chance to pick apart a player a lot more. That it's like you know, he's got the target on the back. He's the one yeah. that everybody's watching. He's got all the sponsorships, all those type of things, and it does make it to where. There's a, there's a point where you can kind of start picking up hard things, and I would do it. And there was a part where I, I watched him, and at the time I didn't know, um, at the time probably, that Arizona was as good as they wound up being. But I was like, man, he's really – the team's not doing well, but I'm seeing him pull off magic trick after magic trick against yeah. his team. So, you know, it, it, it's It tough. really wasn't guy, a very good it, USC team. No, it really wasn't. It sounded like they lost a lot of their offensive linemen, you know, and of course, uh, Jordan Addison, who was obviously a considerable weapon, (laughs) even more so in hindsight, left too. So uh, there's been, you know, some talk too about how the team didn't quite have the same offensive game plan and focus, that it was a little more disjointed and all that, that it was, it kind of became a little bit more like, okay, Caleb, go win it for us, (laughs) you know, make something happen. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I not mean, to say there's not concerns, you know, there, you know, you've never had a guy like that, right? You've never had, you, I mean, he's probably the first, I mean, he's probably going to be the first one to make what, $10 million under NIL money yeah. as a college athlete. He's probably the first one to 10 and it's probably even 15, 20. We don't know. So that's a different thing. And, you know, you have this where he's already, I think he had a PR age <laughs> you know, last year. And you've got the father that probably gives people off that, you know, comparing basketball, I guess, that Lamar Ball vibe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, though, um, in in that comparison, uh, the the Ball kids actually turned out pretty good. Um, I mean, the one, I think one of them can't stay healthy, right? Maybe he might even be forced into retirement. But I think both of them are, are, were, pretty talented i mean they showed obviously that guy is kind of obnoxious but you know what 
hey, if if he if he can negotiate those deals for him, yeah. more power to him, you know. Yeah. So you, and you don't know how much of that is premeditated, right? That yeah. you're trying to buy the hype, the sneaker that it's your kid gets more clicks, downloads, whatever by doing that hype. I yeah. mean, it, but as you said, it proved out these kids did not, you know, for whatever limitations they have as players and whatever skills they have as players. A bad attitude was not part of it. No. That it was I, I really mean, just a dad shooting off its mouth. Yeah. You gotta kinda of look at that. Yeah, and the way I understand it, it is it wasn't the it wasn't the boys uh that were mm-hmm. that were doing that. Well, that was coming from the dad. You know, and well he, 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 the dad isn't the one that you're worried about because he's not the one that's playing. So you know, Williams I, I don't know what to think about him as a person. you know, we gotta remember we, we only see a fraction of what they are as a person. And so it, it's really hard to, to make a call on, on who they're going to be. Um, right. I certainly don't think he's going to be Cade McNown. <laughs> so no. so no. we're already winning in that aspect. Right. right. I mean, Cade McNown had, that, like, flashing question marks or yeah. exclamation points or what the hell are you doing here? I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just remember thinking, we're getting this knucklehead. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was. You know, there, there's certain guys that are polarizing for whatever, but and there's some guys that are just like a holes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and I don't get that from him because there's nothing where he has said, you know, you know, he's never he's never outright said anything bad untoward or whatever i mean someone like merrill hodge sits there and go he sucks he's bought whatever and caleb williams just gives it a thumbs up or whatever yeah i saw that clip you know you saw that clip and it's like i'm thinking how does he know and how many times was this guy concussed back in his playing career yeah, I, you know, I, I just, um, I, I actually, I, I didn't watch that Merrill Hodge piece oh. on purpose, uh, just because, I mean, there's just so much BS yeah. out there right now on both sides that I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm through with hearing on it, you know, right. um, especially because nobody knows for sure that that's what polls is going to do anyway. You know right. what I mean? Right. That's one of the things like I've liked about him as not special. Yeah, dismissing him as not special, which that was the center part of the thing. That's like, yeah, the guys, the guy would have been the number one pick on question last year, and the number one pick on question this year. There's a special thing now. Is it because he is truly a generational quarterback, or he's the best quarterback of the ones that have come out recently? You know, and the quarterback market's always different. There's, I think you guys have said it. There's. You know, there's the draft, but then there's a quarterback draft, right? Right. <laughs> that, that nobody's saying, I don't think anybody's saying Drake May is going to be a better player than, you know, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., but Drake May is going to go higher. I'm pretty much willing to guarantee that. Yeah. You know, that's one's, because that's one's where quarterbacks go. Safer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, um, friend of the show Matt uh, has been talking a lot about uh, about that quarterbacks that are taken high. Even you know, he 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 did some work looking at quarterbacks that oh, yeah. are taken number one overall, and the success rate can be very hit or miss. 
that's true. But on the flip side of that, Biggs has made a point of writing over the last couple of months that, for one thing, that's where quarterbacks get drafted. Mm-hmm. It is it is it's highly unusual to get a quarterback that starts for your team outside of the first two rounds. I've done the numbers right. myself on that. Yeah. It just doesn't happen very often. You right. know, but at the same time, Biggs has say has is is saying if you look it, it, it's going to be very hard for Poles to look at the number one overall pick when he passed right. on it last year and passed mm-hmm. on it a second time. Because right. the, chances of, the chances of him ending up like this again are remote. Right. And, and it was funny because I, I saw the most recent clip where, you know, Biggs is almost insulted if you, if you think otherwise, right? Yeah. But, you know, the, and, and, and I thought... Matt brought up great points, right? You know, he did. And there's a lot, there's a lot of different things, you know, with, with context too, that I think one of the things that we have to kind of remember too, is we're, we've really got, and our team has been picking ninth, right? We're, we're a seven win team. We're not a team coming off a one in 16 season that gets a number one pick because they're trash and have dysfunction which now, never happens. We started out like crap yeah we got a lot of wins against questionable teams so i mean i'm not saying that we're like legitimate seven win caliber or whatever because there's still some fools golden in, in that end of the season run in my mind but you know it's not like they're coming into complete dysfunction as a number one overall i mean there's a like there's a lot of number one overall picks that have come into bad situations and some were overdrafted and some just stunk. And then there's, you know, others, uh, bro was number one overall. Right. I mean, so, you know, there's as many work, you know, there's work and then there's ones where the jury is still out. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I think that the jury's still out. Right. I mean, he had, he had Justin Fields level year, Justin Fields year one level of coaching malpractice on him as well. But, you know, there's still Maybe where even have, worse. Seen, have, have they seen enough for him? Because his contract is even, you know, more because he's number one overall, not, uh, what, 10 or 11 where Fields went. Yeah. You know, so it's, I mean, Jacksonville's going to do it because Jacksonville doesn't have the option. It's, it's it's one of those things, I understand it, that it's like you're never going to have this chance, hopefully if you do it right, to to pick a generational quarterback at number one and not throw him into a complete mess. But I also agree with, Matt, that it's like, okay, you know, some of the points that Matt, you know, from the show Matt made to that, it's like, look at how stacked a San Francisco is, a um, Philadelphia, a Detroit, and tell me that you would automatically say, okay, no, um, Bears, Bears are going to have a much better record if they had Purdy or Hertz or uh, Goff. And maybe Hertz is a little iffy on the thing but it's like that's also a very good team you know and that it's like if you have it where you can make a good team that's not solely dependent on the quarterback by loading up on those assets yeah it's a great approach and it's kind of one of those things that yeah you replace williams with fields with williams you're gonna have 
you're, you're going to have a lot more holes to fill than you would have if you traded down and got the Rams just because you're going to be able to throw it. Now, yeah. at the same time, it's still the most important position in the game. Yeah. So it's a tough balance. Well, there's, I mean, there's a couple of statistics with uh, Williams that, that stick out to me. Um, he didn't. He didn't come out last year because he couldn't. Um, he's right. he's just That's finished three years. Yeah, he'd had one year at Oklahoma and then two years at USC. Um, but I was looking at his numbers and I, I didn't. I didn't realize that he, in his three years in college, has thrown for over ten thousand yards. <laughs> That's. That's unusual, right? That that's pretty that's pretty elite numbers. Not many quarterbacks do that. There's quarterbacks that do that in college that don't do that in six years, let alone in three. He had in the last two years in at USC between rushing and passing, he had ninety three total touchdowns. Right. <laughs> that's a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it, this isn't an advertisement. For me saying, oh, Caleb Williams is, like you said, a generational prospect. To me, that is irritating that that whole thing has been thrown around right. like that. But this is definitely a very stacked quarterback class. I don't think right. anybody would dispel that. Um, there are several good candidates available in it. I think at varying levels of how much they're ready to jump into the pro game. Um, right. You know, J.J. McCarthy has been floated around with the Bears. Um, and I, I don't think McCarthy is ready to jump into the program. I think he is definitely a quarterback that you would draft and he would sit for a year. And I mean really sit for a year, not right. not what happened to Fields, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and 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 I think the thing is, when you look at it too, I mean, McCarthy is very. I, I think people forget how young McCarthy is. I he's mean, he very is, young. I think he's just turning twenty twenty two. I think. I I, I was almost twenty one, but I mean, he's that he's that young. So that's part of the thing too, where you you see where he could be, and and you know, Harbaugh asked him to do things, but he didn't have to ask him to do everything, but. Yeah. I, I think I think he will probably go first round, he's probably still, middle of the pack. You know, he'll probably, still probably a, be a, a first round pick. Yeah, I mean they're saying yeah. what as many as seven, right? In the first right. round. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of those teams that probably has uh, not not saying the right, but like a Garoppolo, right? That it's like okay, yeah, we'll just give him a year behind this guy and let him develop for a year just to get comfortable. Yeah. Right. And that's, well, I mean, that's if Garoppolo is even still on the roster (laughs) when week one rolls around. Um, But um, uh, regardless, uh, you know, this, this is a, this is a very stacked quarterback class. Mm -hmm. Sure. As Matt said, um, you know, what your hit rate on it is probably 30% or less. Um, You know, maybe that's the case. Um, But every once in a while, uh, at the same time, you do have a class like 2020 where there's, uh, you know, you get several, you get several good ones. But this is, this is certainly a, a, a step above what it was last year. Right, right, and and it was a, it's a step above, and also you have to look at 
we saw Fields on the rise last year, right? Yeah. We in the second saw half better. Yeah, in the second half, yes, we saw it's like okay. Then this year kind of started with you know more more of his offensive coordinator gets. He's saying, I just want you to prove to me that you can't do these things that are not your strengths. You know, yeah. for like five games, and and we saw the improvement, but was it enough? I mean, I think it was enough. If you don't have that number one pick, you're saying it's enough to feel good and just worry about the ninth pick and what you're going to do to add. But it's tough. And I, I think you guys were talking about this last week that it's like, I think it's likely for all the reasons, uh, you know, that have been discussed that are going to be discussed for the next, you know, 90 Decade. days or whatever that, that he's going to be, that Williams will be the first overall pick by the Chicago bears. But I also think that there's a possibility if someone throws that, you know, Ricky Williams type, Afraid <laughs> to <laughs> offer to the polls. Polls is going to say, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, it's it's and it's certainly possible. You know, uh, I mean, if somebody puts together a crazy enough package that um, he says he says fine, but I the way polls has conducted himself so far. Uh, first, I don't feel like. He is a very predictable, a very predictable individual at all. I feel like he very much marches to his own drum, and I like that a lot. Right. Um, Pace was very predictable, and right. and most of the time it seemed like he was doing stuff that I don't know <clears throat> everybody else like was telling him to do it. Paul seems more like, you know what, this is the way I'm going, and if it doesn't work out, then that's on me, but yeah. I'm doing it. Right. He's he's the type of guy that would say, screw you, I'm trading the number one overall pick yeah. because I think this is best. Just like people said, why the hell are you trading a second-round pick for uh, a guy whose contract's going to be running out in sweat? That's you right. know, And... Work. And, and that's the thing. And, and yes, we, we we've seen some big. We've seen the the, the clay pool, but I, he I got think the clay pool was for that, right? And I think the clay pool was, you know, it's it was it was a miss. But it's like I you could talk. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about at the, the sweat deal because it's like I want to evaluate Fields, and I want to evaluate Fields, and I have to give him more than he has, especially with you know, um, you know, the Mooney decline and situation. Yeah. I think that was a injury, and those two didn't click. It, the beginning of the year, and then Mooney got hurt. So it's like, okay, let me give him something, even if it's a Chase Claypool. Yeah, like, well, I mean, obviously, no matter what he does, uh, they have to make a serious investment in another wide receiver because whether they keep Fields or whether they draft uh, a new guy, it doesn't matter. They you got to have somebody other than just DJ Moore. Um, you know, right. Mooney's numbers were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they were, I mean, it was like he was barely on the team. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Scott, I, I, you know, you probably heard, we were talking about him last week, you know. He finished, his numbers were 21st uh, out of amongst, amongst his draft class, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's really not good. 
So we, uh, we we have to see a higher level of play, yeah. and it can't be down the road. It has to be as Jordan Addison. It has to be immediate. I mean, I think Jordan right. Addison might have in his first in his first season as a pro might have actually had more passing yards than his last year in USC. Right. <laughs> so no, it's it's one of those things. That, uh, now that you kind of say it, it's like I think I think Mooney. <laughs> Mooney's year this year was like Allen Robinson's last year during Mooney's best. Year. Yeah, it, it really was. But, it really was. But we need, but yeah, but we need we need more, obviously. And so we'll we'll maybe touch on some potential options. You know, yeah. So <laughs> there, there is one thing later. I wanted to touch on real quick before we move on. Um, so I was curious. One of the things that has been talked about for decades, probably, is the uh, hybrid, quote-unquote, rushing quarterback versus the, the pocket quarterback, right? Now, there used to be a pretty – there used to be a pretty hard line between the two. But the um, with Fields and Hurts and um, Allen and some of the other ones, we've seen that change more. Um, and mm -hmm. it, the, this new hybrid quarterback is not only able to throw the ball, but he can run as well. However, I noticed this came because, to me, it was still a little odd that Jackson won the MVP and his team performed so poorly in, in their playoff game. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, and I understand that the MVP is based on the regular season. That's not my point. My point is, is I decided to look at the Super Bowl and see what rushing quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. And so how I did that was I pulled up a list of quarterbacks that have the most rushing yards in the playoffs, the entire playoff mm -hmm. series, in the Super Bowl era. So I'm going to throw some names at you. Number one, and he has, he, he has 2012 and 2013, he's, so he's number one and number two, is Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Number three, Steve McNair. Number four and five, Lamar Jackson. Number six and seven, Josh Allen. Number eight, Michael Vick. Number nine, and this is your first actual Super Bowl winner, Joe Montana. <laughs> so, uh, and ten is Jalen Hurts. Okay, so that's your top ten, right? Now... I don't know about you, but I was uh, I was a little surprised by that. Um, I actually thought that Steve Young might be in the spot where Joe Montana is, but right. uh, uh, Steve Young, his best season, uh, his his best playoffs yeah. is actually number fifteen. But okay. uh, so uh, number uh, number ten is Jalen Hurts, number eleven is Lamar Jackson, and then twelve and thirteen are Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so now. My what my point here is is that out of that out of that top twelve seasons, right, playoff performances, 
only one of those guys actually won the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, how about that list of names? Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that it's like, I think having a quarterback that can run obviously adds a dimension to the offense. Right. But it it's one of those things that if you look at what made Mahomes good, made number 12 what he was, it's um, the ability to sometimes to still win from the pocket, but extend when it's, you know, busted yes. up, broken, all that type of stuff. And I think that's where it's like, you know, I, I think Lamar has made a lot more strides towards becoming a better passer. And he finally has, he finally has, I would say a legitimate wide receiver for the first time in a while in flowers. Agreed. Uh, you know, so, but it's like, you have to have that maturation that it's like, you're going to get there. Like, you know, the, the Cam Newton thing doesn't work long term. It doesn't. Right. So, okay. It, it will get, like, it got you there, but I don't think he, I think even that was like kind of his, he didn't run a lot in that series. So here's the second part of that because there's <laughs> obviously a flip side, right? So I went and looked up the top passers in the playoffs in the Super Bowl era. Number one. You want to take a shot at who's number one? What quarterback is number one in passing? I'll yards? say Mahomes. I'll say Mahomes. Eli Manning. Like oh my God. Okay. In 2011. Okay. Yes. 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 Number yes. two. Makes... Matt Stafford, 2021. Number three. Kurt Warner, 2008. That's your first actual loser. That was the year that Arizona lost to Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Right. But the first two, winners. Number four, this was a surprise to me, Joe Flacco. <laughs> hey, hey, as a Bears fan, but, but we he know won. Flacco can put up some yards. He won the Super Bowl. He Number did. five and six, Tom Brady. Number seven, okay, here's a loser, Joe, Joe Burrow, right? He didn't actually make it to the Super Bowl. Number eight. Number 12. Oh, that year, okay. Yeah, number 8 is 12, and of course that was the Super Bowl winning year. Number 9 is Kurt Warner, that's Super Bowl winning year with St. Louis. And number 10 is another Tom Brady, 11 and 12, Patrick Mahomes. So, out of all of those, you, you, you only have, you know, out of, 12, out of 12 seasons, you only have two losers. Mm-hmm. And they're right. both Super Bowl losers. You know, so I'm just saying, I mean, and and the thing is, is that, you know, the, when you, when you look at this, it's just, it's this, this season of the playoffs, I, I watched most of the games and I was, I was saying to Jim that only, I only saw one game get decided by the amount of rushing yards in it. Every other game was whatever quarterback threw the ball the best won. Right. I mean, yeah. I feel like that. That's what happened in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, For sure. And yeah, Purdy is a is a great story, and he and he certainly seems like he can develop more. But and I think I think we're both 
I think we're both on the same page that if you put that kid on a crappy team, he is not where he is right, right now. And he also had, I thought he had a, I thought Purdy had a very good game. Yeah, he did. I thought he had a better game than anybody was expecting, you know, and, and I think, you know, he did, you know, it wasn't the McCaffrey fumble, the punt, all that type of stuff, you yeah. know, the, the not understanding the overtime rules and the, you know, none of that's on Purdy, right? No. And of course, you know, it's like we all love Purdy here. He's a great kid. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, no, I, I think it's like the thing is you can you got to design it around your quarterback's talent, but the rushing and, and all that it's it's not a sustainable right. Yeah. That you know, some of the stuff where we say, "Guy, I love Fields." Obviously, the rushing, but there were things where. Man, just the way he could extend a play, break a tackle, do a spit, throw out, keep players alive. You know, that's a part that you want, you yeah. know, more than anything. And it's like we were talking before the thing that it's like, okay, I think fields can improve, but it's like throwing with anticipation. How, you know, is Waldron going to drill that into him? All that type of stuff. I don't know. And that's I don't know the either. biggest thing that you need that, you know, like, one game against the bike when he got, you know, before he got smacked where he got hit on that first play, but it's like, it was a quick slant to DJ Moore and Moore was wide open and he held it. Yeah. It's like that, that's a part that's tough. And that's a part that I think was the reason why, you know, we're not talking about a quarterback that, you know, number one overall, yeah. I still think should have got number two overall in that draft. Yeah. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise, but it's like that, but that was kind of his big, you know, thing, but from a character, leadership, whatever, you know, kid, kids got the intangibles on that. It's yeah. the intangibles with the game IQ that I think is still, if we're questioning it now after three years, that's probably your answer, right? It's like I said, I, I haven't seen that one game against a good team where I said, oh my God, he single handedly did it and won. We got yeah. close in the Pittsburgh game year one. We, I mean, there's been, Moments, but it's not like, wow, he really torched a good team. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, is you know, it's not uh, undermining it to say that this this decision could have implications for five to ten years. Right. I, right. I mean, that's that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, and I, a, um, a note the, just the, came over. Uh, Steve McMichael has been uh, sent to the. He's been hospitalized with pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Uh, he. I, I'm yeah. so. I'm so happy that he got in before he passes. You know. So we we had a Super Bowl party at some friends that are Minnesota transplants, and of course, uh, the the guy's dad uh, is a, is a big. Bears fan, and he was just saying, "Man, just McMichael and Hester and Peppers love it. Was so happy, and we were talking about that. And I said, you know, he got it. Hope at least he was alive to see. Yes, to, to get it told to him, and he could still understand. And it's like I don't yes. know what happens, you know, and all that. But it's like, you know, I, I was happy for that. I yeah, was, I was happy too. for McMichael for sure. And uh, we'll also." Give a quick bon voyage to Eddie Jackson and to Cody Whitehair. Um, both of them, uh, very good Bears careers. Uh, I think uh, I, 
I was actually a huge fan of the Eddie Jackson pick when they when they made it, um, and uh, uh, Chris is showing off his his Jackson jersey right now. It's a thirty nine. I bought a thirty nine <laughs> Eddie Jackson jersey, and then that guy changes his name to four. So, so uh, we need to find a running back uh, that's going to wear thirty nine and be Jackson. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it it's funny we were talking about like. Um, uh, that that Josh Lucas, who was part of uh, Pace's uh, <clears throat> staff, and you know, doing some stuff on Hogan Johns, and sometimes there's some insight into things that are just holy cow. And he was like, "We were so excited. Eddie Jackson did this. He was doing great. We gave him that big extension, and it's like, God damn it! Why the hell did he stop tackling?" <laughs> and he goes, "We were so pissed off." And I was like. And and I you know I mean Eddie 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 was fun, uh, I mean yeah. in in that 2018 run Eddie was one of the funnest players you know um, and who knows maybe he'll be back on a you know smaller deal, white hair I think we talked about that if um, if the Bears were a more competent organization when they first drafted him I think his career winds up a lot differently, a lot more favorably, and we'd be having a different conversation of, of that. But I still appreciate a guy that was like, okay, I've never played center. I'll play center. You know, yeah. the guy that came to work. He was a good teammate, good interview. I mean, he was just, he was just a good guy. Yeah. You know, and so wish, wish them both the best. And also, you know, I think, I think we've just, uh, now we're like the third most salary cap spec. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, they, um, they already had a lot, but I mean, with the salaries both of those guys had, there was no team that was going to keep them. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, if, if if they end up do coming back on a smaller deal, that's great. Um, I, however, I would see them probably moving on to a different team, um, and maybe Whitehair chooses to retire. I don't, you know, who mm-hmm. knows? Um, yeah. So uh, we're on to our next segment. Um, Chris is going to talk a little bit about the draft, about other other things in the draft other than Caleb Williams and the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. So you know, last, last year obviously I had a, a, a really big um, prep board <laughs> and things <laughs> for that, just for that. And I thought, um, you know, we'll get into you know in a few months we'll get into draft the Palooza, but I thought. You know, just fun, like with the Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl being completed, be fun to talk about a couple guys that just seem interesting. These guys are obviously things can change. This is kind of a little maybe keep an eye on them in combine. These are guys that are more of the day three, you know, round four, five, six, seven guys, but just guys that, you know, Seemed interesting from it. So I kind of tried to keep it to a player or two. Sure. Um, a couple places I did go a little bit more. Um, so, you know, for uh, <laughs> for for Jim, uh, the, the quarterback I'm going to throw out there, <laughs> it wasn't quite the same thing. But I'm going to say uh, John Rice Plumley, Central Florida. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kid, kid showed some... Uh, Moxie uh, during, I think he, you know, and I, these these are guys basically all participated in the Shrine or, or uh, Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl yeah. um, 
but uh, interesting thing, uh, the guy, uh, he, uh, I think he's a, it's an outfielder or a pitcher, but he basically participated in a football game and a baseball game the same day. So I thought that wow. Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Love, you know, kind of made him a little interesting guy. So, so, so he is the Tyson Bajant <laughs> Memorial uh, you know, quarterback to keep your eye on. Yeah, you should keep that award around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Obviously, it's a stack quarterback draft. This guy is probably seventh round, college, you know, free agent type thing. Um, running back, it's a weak year, but a couple guys and caught that, my that's, eye. That uh, is a spot that I think that um, the Bears need to to bolster. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I, I just don't know where it's how much it's going to be here. I, I, but you know, there were some people with the. Dolphins and Ravens got contribution from, you know, Devin late round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one that I really liked, uh, Amani Bailey, TCU. He's short, but really good hands. There was this interception that uh, in the game that he basically just busted his butt from the other side of the field, you know, in the senior bowl to catch the guy right at the one yard line, wow. you know, and I'm like, okay, that guy likes to play. That guy's going to give it uh, Dylan Lobb, New Hampshire. Uh, big thing with him, 171 catches. And uh, he was returning punts in that game. And he actually looks like he would be our best punt returner on day one. Wow. Nice. <laughs> just from that. Um, other one, just keep There's a couple others, but the other one I wanted to mention was obviously a uh, Frank Gore jr. Oh, Southern Miss. Yeah. So He's shorter. He's not as rugged. He's 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 definitely more of an outside runner than you know the 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 complete three down back that your dad did. But you watch him, you get the kid's got a little playmaker vibe. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver um, Malik Washington out of Virginia. This was a person that you heard a lot of stuff at practice. Uh, you know, it was a standout practice the whole week. I mean, multiple reports, all that. Uh, the other Washington, Todd Washington out of USC, uh, another practice standout. Very tough. I mean, he, he's a he's a tough and rugged player. Looks like he could be kind of a nice little chain mover. And if we were to draft a certain quarterback, number one, yeah, wouldn't be bad. Um, yeah, because I, I, I think trying to get a, a couple of – well, they, they have to bolster the receiver position right. in several ways. We need to. We need to. Yeah, in some ma- fashion, we need to. Um, so I will admit that because of a lot, I did not catch a lot of Illinois football this year. I did not catch a lot of Big Ten early in the morning due to other commitments. But I'm going to call this person, I don't know whether to call him Puka Dell or Tank Nakua, but <laughs> Isaiah Williams of Illinois. Watch oh, yeah. this kid. Love this kid. And I think he was actually second in receiving yards in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, yeah. But this is kind of like my damn. I really like this kid. That I'm down with that. I know he's probably he might he might be sneak into you know third round, maybe late second, but depends on. But watch this kid. Loved it. Uh, tight end. I got two. Uh, ben Sinnott of Kansas State. Very versatile in college. He played a lot of H back. Flexed him. Um, he did a lot of things. Not a good team. But was faster than he looks, and this not a good team, but looking like he's got talent, kind of maybe little poor man's Laporta. Yeah. 
Uh, another guy, Dallin Hooker, Colorado State. Uh, just, uh, I mean, he is he is your downfield tight end. He is the fast, you know, playmaker. I watch it. Just he he's got a nose for the ball. Just getting it to the right places and making the right moves. Well, they certainly. Um, that's another spot that they that they're going to have to do something with because they know that Tanyan is uh, was only on a right. one year deal. This is this is your Tanyan replacement as basically like your downfield, you know. Yeah. What they call move tight end, whatever that. And if you got one of these guys, like if Tanyan could have done what he did in his Green Bay heyday, yeah. Think how different that looks, but that. Yeah. You know, we're very fortunate to have Man, Matt he was Zuzay. a real disappointment. I mean, Just don't bring anybody from Green Bay ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what was the last one that worked? Was it like Edgar uh, Bennett and he got 600 yards? Yeah, yeah that's there? probably it. I think that's the only one that we've ever got is Edgar Bennett. <laughs> That was moderately good, and, and and lineman when Wisconsin was chugging chugging out was like lineman like nobody's business. The only ones that sucked were the ones we drafted. I know. If <laughs> we just yeah exactly, just remove Wisconsin from all consideration, just the whole state. Right, um, lineman. I got got two. Obviously, so I was gonna say obviously this guy doesn't fall into day three, but. You guys were talking about Jackson Power Johnson. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess yeah, that, he, I mean, had a, he had a great time, right? Oh, yeah. He didn't play, but everyone just gushed about him. Um, obviously, seeing him live, he did not have a problem with the Liberty you know, <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the bowl game there. But, uh, no, I think he, he definitely – there. there's um, – he's got – Late first potential for sure, okay. you know, that I would not be surprised. Um, a couple guys, but I think we need some depth. We were talking about this, too, that uh, I, I think, uh, you know, health, health is the biggest concern that I have, like, for interior, right, yeah. for at guard. So Brandon Coleman, TCU, he's, he's tough, looks versatile, like he could play multiple places on the line, could – and I, and I don't want to – this is an unfortunate coincidence with white hair, but I feel like he could probably go down to center uh, there. And Kingsley Sumatara yeah, it's, – it's a BYU player, so I'm going to mess it up. Kingsley Sumitara, um, he's an offensive tackle, but he might kick down into guard and look good. So those are kind of the offensive players. Um, uh Defensive tackle, uh, I'm going to go Christian Boyd, University of Northern Iowa. Oh. Gave me a little Kobe Turner of the Rams vibe, who was kind of an unexpected you know, uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate. Uh, I'm going to mention one. I thought he looked good, but wasn't quite as into him as others. But Fabian Lovett of Florida State, just because uh, Hightower of the Bears gushed about him. Oh. Gushed about him in practice, so nice. he gushed about two line. He gushed about two linemen, which brings us to defensive end Mo Kamara out of Colorado State. Oh, he had just uh, he loved that guy. He actually had and a, then, he had a really good game against Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, and then um, the other one at defensive end Grayson Murphy 
of UCLA. He's got a twin brother, Gabriel, who also is a defensive end. Uh, Grayson just splashed more. Um, they both were very solid in, in college. Um, linebacker, Darius Masao of UCLA. Uh, just gave me, <laughs> you like this, the Ivan Pace vibe. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Hey, that was a, that was a great call, though. I mean, that, that kid kind of won, you know, uh, he he was basically defensive MVP of the Vikings this year. So, well, yeah, and, and it's just like, come on, Getsy, how did you not see this guy was all over the field? Uh, yeah. You're sitting there. Um, so, just a couple others here to kind of round it out. Cornerback, not a need if we are smart and yeah. resign thirty three. But Chow Smith way to Washington State, uh, obviously one of those practice standouts and all that, but. Uh, his interception for the Senior Bowl, watch that. It was an amazing pick. Basically, like, it was almost like a dive towards the end zone, you know, flat out that he caught, got up, and ran it back to the one-yard line. That. that was him. Yeah, I saw And he that. was the guy that was caught at the one by Imani Bailey, who was on, completely <laughs> on the other side. So. Another guy that was interesting, uh, Quantes Siggers. Uh, no college. He was the college uh, he was, sorry, he was a Canadian Football League <laughs> oh. Rookie of the Year. Oh. <laughs> so he actually played, looked good. Um, this is, uh, I'm going to say, this is a guy that I don't mind if he goes third round, and I have no problem with that. Uh, safety, Cole Bishop out of Utah. Uh, practice standout, you know, like, it was one of the ones that, I mean, there, I think there's position awards for practicing during these bowl games. Um, stood out as a tackler. They talked about how smart he is. I, I watched him play uh, some games at Utah, obviously because the Pac-10 games were on later, and that was when I was home. Watched some of those. But there was a play where I can't remember who they were playing, but someone messed up the coverage. So he basically had two guys on him, and he just – you know, so he had to cover two guys. Yeah. And he just basically – pulls the jersey of the one guy to get the P.I. to take it to the one-yard line rather than give the guy an open touchdown. Oh, I was nice. like, that is so damn heady. Yeah. That is so damn heady. And then uh, the final one, <laughs> special teams. Oh. Troy Taylor. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'd love that. Uh, you know what? Dude well, got a lot of practice. So where do you think he's going to go? Uh, not what team, what round? I I could see him um, third. I could see him. I, I I can't see him third, but I can see him mid fourth to you know, kind of in that mid fourth. You know, that, okay. I mean that's where I see him just because it's you know, really high to take a, a, a punter. But you know, I re- I really hope we do. I mean, like, considering considering yeah. that the Bears were. Dead last in right. net punt average. That uh-huh. is something that you cannot right. just well, let go. And and I don't want to like bring up you know previous you know whatever, but uh, Ariaza was what 160th or what he won 160th overall, which is about what uh, depending on compensatory picks. Yeah, probably like late fourth, early fifth. Yeah, somewhere in that range. So. So somewhere between the fourth and the fifth. So that's probably where he goes. I, I mean, think he was a fifth round. I, I, yeah, but I mean, I, I'd like to take him. I don't want to take. I don't want to take him in the fourth just because of all the 
other issues that we uh, have, yeah, not having right. a second and all that type of stuff. Right. I mean, I'm sure we're going to we're gonna trade down out of nine for sure. I mean, I'm almost positive. If we if, if we take Williams number one. Okay, so I feel actually like let's, let's, let's transition to that real quick because that was my next question. So let's say that we do go ahead and use the first overall pick and we use it to get a quarterback. We use it to draft Caleb Williams. So then you're you're saying that you think that we trade down with nine? I think we we do. Okay. Depending on, of course, who's there. I mean, if it depends on who's there, right? I mean, everything that if Fashanu's there, I, I've we seen, go in in mock drafts. I'm seeing him there. I'm seeing uh, Latu there uh, from UCLA, right? Right, right. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, um, one of the receivers, oh, Odunzi. I'm seeing Odunzi. Mm-hmm. It, now, this is in mock drafts, you know, and obviously those are going to change a lot as we go along. But, um, uh, I mean, if, if, if you have your GM hat on, are you pulling the trigger on one of those three guys? or? Uh-huh. I'd have to pull it on a Dunze. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, when I, He's when a I was, beast. he, he is that it's like, I, I look at it. It's, I, I think Harrison jr. Is the toughest one to really compare. I mean, I, I think slimmer Larry Fitzgerald is the best comparison there, but it's like neighbors is another DJ Moore. Yeah. And if he's another DJ Moore, I believe, Adunze is a another Mike Evans, hmm. you know that it's like you look at it, it's like he's he was that good and um and I'll say like the other two wide receivers at Washington could go in the second or third round too so it's like I've heard that so, so I'm not upset you know and, and we've got some friends that are big Washington fans so I kind of got that and I was like holy shit Penix should probably get the Heisman and all that I said like these guys are legit. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I really like a Dunze, but I think because you could get some other, I like him best. Latu, I like, I think he's got the chance to be the best, you know, you, the best defensive player in the draft for sure. I uh, want the best defensive line, lineman to come out, but the medicals, it's like, I, I, yeah, I think the, I think, I think you have to, I, I think. You that's have to scary. be like the Cardinals. You have to be like the Cardinals and have a second, first round pick. That's kind of a little bit lower outside of the top ten to gamble on it. Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean, you know, I was reading about that because I heard about the injury issues, and I didn't realize that he was forced to retire when he was at Washington in 2019 uh-huh. because of his neck. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, wow. And, I, I don't know about and don't that. Don't get me wrong; he was. Like, like he was the like if, if it wasn't Jackson Powers Johnson during all the practices, at all these things, you know, on offense, it was definitely Latu on defense. Yeah, like everybody raved about Latu. I think um, Turner goes higher just because he's safer. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. or that. For yeah, sure. Turner's probably going to be before nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. uh, uh, you know, and that's the other thing is. Um, they're saying that Joe Alt is probably going to be, you know, similar to where Paris Jackson mm-hmm. went last year. Yeah. Um, and then 
it's going to uh, that with the quarterbacks and the receivers are pro- will probably push push Fashino down. Now, right. uh, you know, I to me, um, I, I would I, I I would love for Poles to figure out how to draft that kid. Um, he's an absolute mountain of a man. Uh, right. he, he's basic. He basically started left tackle for three years and allowed one sack. I mean, it, it, it's one of those guys that, yeah, he was a left tackle in college and he was superior and he's going to be right. an actual left tackle in right. the NFL. Yeah. He's not going to suddenly go, oh, we're going to transfer him to guard, yeah. you know, um, a la Quentin yeah. Nelson, you know. So, uh, right. you know, so I just, it would be it would be great to see that upgraded. Yeah, if we if we wound up taking a offensive tackle two years in the row in the first round in the draft, I'm doing cartwheels down the street. Maybe closer on, maybe closer off. I don't know. But like truthfully, I you know don't get me wrong. And then I'm just like I'm right now, and and this depends on you know free agency, right? You know this wide receiver thing that it's like I feel like wide receiver two, which I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is. It's such a huge jump from what we have a wide receiver to to a Dunze. Yeah, I think I think it's a big jump, you know, from uh, our our current left tackle. Excuse me, I should Braxton Jones. Yep, Braxton Jones. Yeah, like like it's 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 a big jump from Braxton, but it's not as you know it. You know, so, you're, you're talking. So the, you're saying you're talking like let's say like going from five to ten on on tackle, going from one to ten on wide receiver. In I my see. opinion, yeah, that's it. I Don't agree. get me wrong. And if we can snag, if we can snag, I mean, I'm like, if we can snag a Jacoby Myers even in free agent, type receiver in free agency. You know, I'm not. I'm. I don't even know if he's a free agent. I'm just saying like that kind, like kind of at least a professional number two wide receiver who's got experience and all that type of stuff. It's like, yeah, throw the money at Evans, throw it at Pittman, throw it at, you know, Higgins. If we get it, great. Then it's like, then I'm down with Fashnu. And I'd be down with Fashnu otherwise. But it's just like, I'm looking at that gap in wide receiver versus left tackle, you know, as far as a whole. That I so, think we can get by another year. So that 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 brings up something I wanted to ask you about. So um, most likely Pittman isn't going anywhere. He he. I mean, at the very at the very least, they'll franchise him. Yeah. Right? But T. Higgins and Mike Evans, um, both of those could be. There's a, a legitimate chance that they could be available, right. um, because. Uh, both teams are not sure. Well, Mike Evans, they can't use the franchise tag on. And Higgins, it's questioned as to whether they're going to use the franchise tag. Right. On. So, you know, um, now would you would you like Evans on the Bears, even though oh, he's yeah. 30? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it depends on the contract, right? That it's like, I don't I, but it's like, I think, like, I... I like Evans on the Bears because I think Evans is a talent. I mean, you look at what he's done the last 10 years. I think he's got at least two good years left, right? Yeah. Um, now, there's always that fear of the sudden drop you know, off. 
Yeah, there's a sudden drop off, which you know is that what happened to Diggs this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, because he 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 wasn't Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> so there, was there's that, that concern, but I, I feel like I feel like Evans though has been the same guy for ten years, right? That yeah. I, I'm willing to gamble on that. Obviously, would I throw more money at Higgins just due to age and all that type of stuff? Yeah. Oh and yeah, I mean, there is that concern. Evans, Evans powered. Um, uh, uh, what's his face? The, the quarterback um, Mayfield. May, yeah, he powered Baker. Mayfield's resurgence this year. Right. Right. I mean, single-handedly, almost. If he, if he would have been not. gone from Tampa, Mayfield has a completely different season. Right. And so, well, you know that Mayfield has to be, I would think that he's, you know, banging the drum and, for, to keep Evans there. Well, and, and, and that's the thing that it's like, Tampa's not in a position to have draft capital. You know, they don't have the draft capital to get a quarterback. I mean, you know, they can they could reach on, on somebody, you know, where they're picking. And, and it's possible they do. Yeah. But they're not going to have, I think, that person. Yeah, like uh, replace, somebody start like. Start over Baker. Yeah, somebody like Nix or. Um, yeah. Bo uh, Nix would be a great person, but it's like. Or you're a, not grabbing uh, Bo, what is you're this? Not grabbing uh, Bo Jordan Nix. Travis? Is that right? Yeah. Travis, Travis be interesting. I think Travis is going to be probably. I, I think there's going to be what I've heard, and it's like they're going to be drafted in the first round or. The third for quarterback is like kind of you're gonna draft him in the first, yeah. The third, if you kind of want it, maybe the fifth is where you're gonna speculate on that, but yeah, like, but you're not if you take a Bo Nix, you're you're not you know, you're not not signing Mayfield, right? Yeah, I mean, unless you say, okay, yes, we're the Buccaneers, we gotta we gotta basically uh. Tag, but, but Nick's won't be in the first round. Tag, tag Winfield because it's it's the 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 tag for a safety is whatever. Let's figure out something. Overpay Evans, and then we're gonna let Mayfield walk and hope that you know we, the the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board works out for us after making the playoffs. I mean, I don't I don't think that's the way the Bucks. No, I don't think so. Run it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, so Jalen Johnson. Twenty-two million a year. Yeah, I would say yeah. Okay. You know, now it's a little like put it like this: it's a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It's probably a little uncomfortable for Poles, and it's probably a little uncomfortable for Jalen. So that's probably the right deal. That it's like, you know, you do fantasy football, right? Like the best trade yeah. is the one where you kind of feel, you know, it's. It's right that it's like it. It's. I I think you can afford to overpay. Number one, because of where we are cap wise, that you know he probably gets something like that or more on the open market if we don't. Yeah. And he's meant a lot to the team that I don't think you can sit there for another year in a row, not keep you know, one of the leaders on a defense that, like I said, I'm not sure if this defense is as great as it looked just based on the competition, but I think the defense is good. Yeah. I think the reason it's, 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 it's got good a solid though, foundation. Too, yeah. The foundation is there. The back end, the back end of it is great. I mean, the back, the back seven is great. 
Okay, how you know, about the, um, Justin Jones? Yeah, I think you bring him. I mean, you bring him back. Obviously, I mean he he's he's not going to cost a lot. You know, um, so I got something for you. I think this is interesting. Right. I, I read this this week. So, in two seasons, Justin Jones had seven and a half sacks, one in one hundred one tackles, twenty two tackles for loss, and twenty four quarterback hits. Larry Ogunjobi <laughs> had four and a half me. sacks, ninety one tackles. 10 tackles for loss, and 19 QB hits. So Jones bettered him uh, in every in every major stat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd heard that too. And, yeah. I, and I, th- I, I think he, he, he's been quietly good. I think he's that guy that, I mean, you know, he's, he's never going to be Aaron Donald, right? No. He's, never, he's not going to be the engine that makes it move. Now, the biggest uh, i've heard that, like the biggest development he's only 27 uh, right now yeah yeah and that's the other thing he's in the right thing but i i heard this said and i thought this was interesting that it's Devon dexter is basically the most important developmental story for this year outside of whatever happens at quarterback right absolutely that it's like he could be he could be that guy. He could yeah. be the next big thing at defensive tackle that makes the, you know, yeah, four three work and all that type of stuff. And it's funny because they were saying too, you know, you see things where it's like, oh my gosh, nobody should be able to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, ooh, how did he get beat that bad? And and I think some of it is still the fact that, you know, he was a read and react defensive tackle in college and he's still getting that coached out of him and i think that is one of the biggest reasons why eric washington got picked as our defensive coordinator absolutely because of his experience with the line i think that is one of the big like i think he's like dexter makes this work yeah you're our defensive coordinator yeah absolutely um okay so i'm gonna throw some names at you just yes or no uh yannick now, um, how about uh, Rasheem Green? I'm gonna say no. Okay. <clears throat> how about Deontay that... Foreman? No. Um, Foreman. I mean, I like Foreman. You know, I think they all got whatever. But it's like that kind of running back is available later. So it's Darnell Mooney. No. And that hurts me. Equinemius. No. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I will put Patrick it like this. Scales. What's, our, what's, what's our special team look like? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Scales? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring yeah. Patrick back. Me too. Um, how about, uh, what was our, what was the other one I had on here? Um, these are all the, uh, oh, uh, Josh Blackwell. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so we're on the same page on the guys. Uh, all the rest of them are just, like, meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was just, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, is I, I agree with you on all of those Nathan picks. Peterman. Uh, <laughs> um, I do think, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Peterman, but they do need to find um, a veteran backup. They do. Yeah, it, it, it is 
It is, you know, I, I, I'd like to steal that, um, that Jake Browning. Right. Yeah. I, I no, think that, would, that be, would be a, a, I think that would be a quality person to bring in. You know who I'd love because he bounces around? Uh, Gardner Minshew. I would, uh, I, I think I'd steal be, him. I think he'd be great. Yeah. But it's but it's funny that it's like Minshew kind of always has these little moments that it's like that 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 was kind of the crazy thing that we were like thinking about that it's like I feel like Minshew had more moments as a what fourth fifth round quarterback yeah than 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 Fields did you know like like the improbable oh, thing yeah. that it's like he won some improbable games on a crap Jacksonville team yeah. a team that was so crappy you know or no it was the year before they were so crappy. They wound up getting uh, Trevor Lawrence. That was the year they, they had the. So yeah, that was his second year. But his first year was where he came in and was after Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. one more one more um, name to throw at you here. Um, so I was reading about Jonathan Grenard. Are you familiar with him? So he is. He's not from the Bears. Uh, he's okay. um, he's one of the uh, he's one of the free agents, and um, I had him pulled up. Give me just a minute here. He he has uh, played. Def- uh, he's a uh, coming off his rookie deal, and he's played. Um, oh wait, one second here. Of course, I can't find the page now. Uh, but he he really hasn't done anything up until this year, and suddenly this year he had twelve and a half sacks. Oh, he plays oh, for he Houston. Like Houston, yeah. And okay, um, it, it, this is uh, he, he's he, he's done with his rookie deal, um, and uh, he's uh, like I said he. He's just um, he, he's he's UFA, and they're saying that he probably that Houston probably will not be able to use the tag on him. Um, so I was you know it, it, it's one of those guys that nothing 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 huge explosion fourth year right. So. <sighs> Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'd never heard his name before, and then I looked him up. Now, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, Houston obviously had a lot of changes this year, and, you know, this guy was playing, um, uh, you know, opposite uh, rookie of the, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. So that, that made a difference. But, you know, he would kind of be in that same situation in Chicago, so. Yeah, he'd kind of be someone who could play off Montez, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds kind of like a little bit, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I, not exactly like Walk, you know, P.J. Walker, like, not P.J. Walker, who's the other Walker? We got, um, who's one of uh, the, um, Deshaun, is it Deshaun Walker? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, the, 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 one that, the, one the one that, that we saw, sorry. The, the, the lineman, defensive right? Defensive end, defensive tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like kind of like it sounds like a little bit of a speculation. Like I think he, I think he had like a flash, and then he didn't, then he would, you know, all this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, if it's one of those things, 
it, it, you know, it all depends on the money. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we have all this app space. Yeah. And it depends on where we use it. But it's like if, if we can use it to get, you know, the Mike Evans, Higgins, uh, Tyler Beattas at center, uh, you know, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. I'd rather do that and just take my take my chances with the rest. But if this is someone that you're paying a little bit more than market because you, you, you see something, I'm not against it. I, I think a- after the, the Tez trade, I, I would trust Paul. <laughs> so um, what uh, if you if you're drafting and you have to make a decision between um, uh, you know, you're you're looking at your second pick, whatever number that is. Are you mm-hmm. are, are you looking at receiver? Are you looking at center? Um, let, let's 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 not put tackle into the into the mix. Okay. Leave leave tackle out because you know there are some rumors that that uh, Poles likes Jones and wants to and thinks that Jones should continue in that spot. Because he didn't have a, you know, he didn't have a terrible season. He had a, 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 a semi decent season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let. So who who are you? Who what position are you prioritizing? I mean, you have to come out. I mean, more than anything else, you have to come out with starting caliber center, right? Yeah. I mean. I, I think that I mean, if you look at the defensive line, if you look at protecting whatever whatever asset we have, be under under center, we need someone who is really really good. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's the thing is is that I feel like it's kind of just been ignored for a while. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where if we're looking at the picks, like I have I I have it like obviously uh, Harrison is, is it Marvin Harrison Jr. Neighbors and uh, Dunze, like Close. as as the elite tier of wide receivers, right. that those guys could be a number one right off the bus. And so I would love to throw another number one and be like, oh, one A and one B with DJ. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's also like I, I want a center, yeah. you know. And if, if 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 we think this person's the one that's going to line it up and be great, yeah, that I'm willing to trade off i mean i'm not willing at like let's say nine through nine through 18 i'm, I'm not willing to maybe take that elite center over uh, another wide receiver one yeah um but you know kind of pass that late first then i'm more inclined to go with the linemen and say okay you know i'll take my chances with you know the other guy from Washington, the other guy from Washington, the other guy right. from LSU, right. you know, the um, the, Tex- the Texas wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's deep enough. I would love to have, you know, in, in the league like this, I would love to have another guy that we're arguing who's the better and are they both in the top ten at wide receiver just with the type of league it is and with what well, we have a quarterback either way. But I'm happy if we got, like, a really good – wide receiver two with upside right in, yeah. in the draft but we have to we have to without a doubt and you guys have said this i mean we need a center it's and it's like you know i mean and that's like where i said you know i couldn't many of st brown it's like gets he's gone 
He's got, you know, I mean, that's the same <laughs> thing with Patrick. I mean, Patrick's bad. And this Dan Feeney, I mean, Jesus, it's like this guy, this guy couldn't play for a team that was probably as desperate as, as we were and we're drafting. Like, come on. It's like, and, and Kramer, it's like, I mean, I'm, it's fun because it's like, you know, Kramer gets waved or he gets claimed off the practice squad by the Cardinals. He must have been really for, bad. I think, he was with them for a month or two. No, I mean, not sorry, a week or two. And then he gets waved and the Bears sign him again, and I think they waved him again. Yeah. So I, I don't – I mean, you know, there, there's – I mean, geez, even just sit there and said, yeah, you know, we're, we're, taking a, we're taking some other lineman, and we realize, you know, he didn't play center. We think he can. We're just going to give him a year to redshirt him. Yeah. You know, I mean, just take another – Take another Braxton Jones and just have the guy snap a ball, you know, on, on the injured reserve or practice score or whatever for a year. Yeah, just something other than what we were doing. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, other than receiver, um, that's the most glaring spot. I mean, I mean oh, yeah. I understand that we definitely have to do some serious jump to get somebody to play opposite sweat, but yeah. they do. Uh, I, I do think that um, they, I think they bring back Rasheem green um, and who, who is a nice rotational player. Um, and you know, yeah. they can look, they can look for another guy in the third round or the fourth round. Right. That is somebody they can coach up and, and work on. But Receiver is such a hole, and center are such a hole. Yeah, it's just—I mean—they literally have nobody. Those there. are the those are the two biggest holes. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it just really depends on what what level of prospect you can get with wherever you're picking, right? Yeah. That I mean, Jackson Papara Johnson. I, I still like um, uh, Cedric Van Praan. Uh, I think the kid from West Virginia is still good. Like there, there's some questions like if he's, you know, um, good in different types of schemes, right? He might be more of a zone block type stuff. But there, there's some good, good ones. I mean, the, Michigan had a great offensive line. I mean, and I'm seeing his, their center predicted to go fourth round. You know, I'm not against him. Either, you know what I mean? But it's like we need that if we take multiple shots. Um, <laughs> that I think there was a. The, I think there's someone from UConn that was, uh, you know, I have to do more research, but like oh, they were yeah. talking about during practice that was like, you know, lighting it up and they're like, yeah, he could play either position. So there's things, but it's like, he, we can't just grab a duck Kramer yeah. <laughs> in, in the thing. Yeah. And I think Poles knows. And I think that's what, I think that's where I kind of feel like the nine, he's going to trade down. It all depends on what. But, I mean, I think he tries to trade down, get that, pick up a second, maybe move up, you know, do something. I wouldn't be surprised if that second we have from Carolina, which is probably going to be a equivalent of a late first round. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if that Carolina, you know, second round gets kind of moved with something like, we move down from nine, but then we, whatever we get is kind of the secondary asset. We use that in the second to move back up. And I think I think it's going to be some up and I, – I think once we get to the nine, all bets are off with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, uh, with, uh, with the number one pick, 
Uh, what is your percentage that he selects a quarterback? Uh, versus trades? Yeah. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm kind of at about 80%. That's just the number I'm at, too. So oh, okay. I, I, think, I mean, like I think I said, that, I think that sounds about right. Polls wouldn't surprise me if he just says, screw it, whatever. But it's like, it depends It depends on what's offered. You know, that it's like, I don't see him trading down with Washington to get, like, a second-round pick back and yeah. another, a third round. Or, well, I, I, you know, which is probably really about what you see. That's like, okay, I see if, you know, the Giants get desperate, the you know, if the Raiders go down, I mean, that's always that. But it's like, I, I don't see it. I don't see the Raiders throwing three first rounds, Max Crosby, all that type of stuff. If they do, uh, yeah, a, I kind of got to take that. I think there's about 1% chance right. that Max Crosby would be in that deal. There, right. no, way, know, no way you're, you're getting rid stuff. of a, one of yeah. the best defensive ends in the NFL right. in the prime of his career. You're, no. Right. Right, but it's like, you know, it's, it's those kind of things that it's like, okay, somebody's going to, like, throw crazy thing to move up. Okay, if yeah. they do, yeah, then we'll take that asset, then, you know, crap, we'll move up a couple spots from that thing and take McCarthy yeah. and just say, all right, Fields, are keeping you for another year. We got a haul here, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's likely we keep it, you know, and, and it's a quarterback. Yeah. And I will be – happy for Justin Fields wherever he goes, you know, and agreed. And I think the only thing is, and I'm glad we, I mean, I know we talked about it cause we have to, but I'm glad we didn't go on it because that's what, I mean, now to the draft, that's what it's going to be. The saturation of that. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, rightfully so that, I mean, it, it is probably the biggest off season question out there. I mean, just because it's, so unusual for this to happen it it doesn't happen i mean you know that's that's the thing is that that's the weirdest part of this whole thing is that what is happening just doesn't happen before it's not doesn't have any precedence so um anyway okay uh well uh thanks a lot for being on the show that's it for this week uh we um definitely want to have you back on for uh yeah for the draft round table yeah, I wanted I wanted to get out my uh, you know like hot draft takes already yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the third round quarterbacks and things like that. Um, you know, I, I did have a question since I think uh, this is like fifth time on the show. Is there like a uh, smoking jacket like they do on Saturday Night Live or? Right. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> all that money, all that money goes to the other guests, right? <laughs> that is really awesome. When they, they are they robe? No, they're robes, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can't remember. I think they were kind of like in between. Yeah, I mean, they look kind of smoker jacket robe, but yeah, I remember when like was it? Because no, it was like I think Tom you're right. Hanks. It's a smoking jacket. They did it with Tom Hanks. Was the first I think person that they made a big deal about it and brought it up. And then it had like Steve Martin and Paul Simon in, in there, and now they do it all the time. <laughs> Steve Martin is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, th- I, thank you. This was this was fun. Uh, well, nice I, to, yeah, uh, I appreciate you being to, uh, on and um, get into the heavy nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this week, uh, Bears fans, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bear down.